Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's just talked to his wife. She's very keen to have an open relationship. Just immediately said that was fine. It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much. Hello, welcome. I hope you're all enjoying your mugs. <laughs> your, your expensive mugs. Uh, buyer's remorse. You know, no refunds. Uh, thank you very much to uh, the, the people who last week uh, were in the audience. <laughs> we're allowed them to come back as a, in, in gratitude uh, for supporting fantastic charity. Uh, uh, this is Richard Sherry's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. I was talking to Ian Walkman the other day. He invented the, invented the Walkman. Got a lot of money from the Walkman. He's wired for sound. He calls it Rahalastabas. I don't know if that's, that's going to catch on. Um, we'll see if that catches on. Uh, lovely to see you all. Thank you very much for coming out. Uh, we've got a lovely show for you today. Uh, as I said, I've been in Lowestoft uh, recently. We went uh, to uh, a fish restaurant on Sunday for um, fish and chips. And, uh, but right by our table was a big fish tank uh, with, with actual fish from the sea in there that presumably are there, you, you think, to... Uh, be eaten. Uh, sort of the, you're eat, I was eating my meal of fish and chips with these kind of glum-looking fish in the tank right in my line of vision, looking at us, you know, as we ate our meal. It felt a bit awkward um, until I re- realised uh, that they must be bad fish uh, who'd been committed some kind of fish crime. And this was their punishment, wasn't it, to having to watch us eat their bro- fish brothers, knowing that soon it would be their fate as well, but not knowing when it would be their turn. That's the punishment there. They were probably fish paedophiles. They probably had sex with some fish eggs or something, and that's... You don't have to feel bad for them, so I enjoyed eating my, my paedophile fish. Um, can't say that anymore, can you? Can, I don't know. I don't know what you can say anymore. I don't know what you can say anymore. It was, quite, it was quite disconcerting, is what I'm saying. If I had a fish restaurant, I wouldn't put fish in a fucking tank swimming around by the table. That's all I'm saying. It made, I used to be vegetarian. It made me think twice. And I will be again, as we all will be. Uh, look, I, I would like to thank this week uh, for backing the Kickstarter. She doesn't want anything said apart from her name, which I've written out phonetically and now I'm not confident I can pronounce correctly. It's Louise Trost. So thank you very much for your support. If I said it wrong, get in touch and I'll say it right another time. That's the way, that's the way these things go. Right, um, I think we're going to crack straight on. We've got a lovely show for you tonight. Um, my guests this week are probably best known as Steve T and Pete Lazarus from Smell Investigations. That's why we're here. They're both in it. We here, please welcome Freya Barker and Celeste Dream, aka Lazy Susan. Here they are. Come in. Welcome. Welcome. Let me pull you some. Now, don't auction off our mugs. I can't. We haven't got so can't many. I promise mugs. that, actually. Okay. I cannot promise that. Hello. They've got a lot of depth, haven't they? They're, they're big mugs. mugs. Well, the reason they're big mugs, yeah. I was going to tell you backstage, but I'll tell you now, because yeah. we're, we're on stage all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that um, I was talking to... David Mitchell was a guest on the last series, mm-hmm. uh, and I uh, said, we've got to get, like, a little present for the, for the guests. And I said, yeah. we are thinking of getting, like, a water bottle, like, you know, like, that you can carry your water Reusable, around in. Yeah. And David Mitchell said, oh... Yeah, I get given so many of those, and you can only use. It's kind of crazy. He you hates got loads. bottles, David. He does. Oh, it's a very on-brand critique. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And he said, "What I would really like is a mug, but a really big mug, because <laughs> I like to give the tea bag a chance to, you know, do its stuff, make its make the most of it." Yeah. So we tried to get these are the biggest we could get. To be honest, I'd like a bit bigger. Well, no. I sent one to David Mitchell. He hasn't responded, so I think it's not big enough. For yeah, <laughs> I'm quite small. Yeah, it's just. It's, it's a lot of money. You look like yeah. a borrower with that. Oh, yeah, I feel like one. Yeah. <laughs> we did do that just to make you feel uncomfortable, just to make you feel self-conscious. Um, just destabilised at the beginning. What was... Uh, I mean, this was uh, presumably a, a, a sketch you were in together. Was it the Smell Investigations or the Smell Investigators? Smell, in- smell Investigators. Investigators, Many yeah. years ago, yeah. yeah. What, was, what, what smells were you investigating? From what I wrote, so... <laughs> and I can't I, believe this has come up. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I appreciate you getting straight to the heart of who we are. Yeah. Um, we like to dress up as two men called Steve and Pete from Middlesbrough. And they just... They just, just went around they identifying just went around, smells. That just, was a sketch. We just went around Peckham. It is the title. Um, it was like onions, a bin, fucking I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was not... <laughs> It wasn't what you would call like a sort of, you know, watertight premise 
sketch. <laughs> it was just some guys going around. Oh, and yeah. then you th- threw up in that Asda car park in, in the sketch. Oh, in the, yeah. You, she gets so overwhelmed way. when yeah. she remembers the, what the smell is that you, yeah, that you yeah. throw up sort of on me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really grounded yeah, stuff that I think we can all Are they the same characters that are in the series? Yes. Yeah, they're old. Yeah, they're yeah, very yeah. old. Yeah. 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 That's good. So you, are you from Middlesbrough? Uh, I'm from just outside of it. Because huh? yeah, my yeah. family are all from Middlesbrough. Nice. We, we worked out when Bob Morton was on how, yeah. how close we lived to each other. We, we planned the route, but if you live outside of Middlesbrough, I can't go that far. Yeah, let's I do could, it. Let's I could do, do, do Roman Road. They lived in uh, Clepston Avenue. Okay. Do you know where that is? No. It's near Roman Road. Do you know but I know, Roman I know Road? where Roman Road yeah, is. Yeah, so if yeah, you yeah. get down to Roman Road, okay, yeah, how yeah. do we get to your place from there? Um... Actually, it is. It, it's sort of technically the posh end, so yeah, okay. I'm going to need a car. Right. It is one one bus an hour, and they do right. stuff at six. So, okay. <laughs> and you're from Wolverhampton. Yeah. Yes. I mean, these are two of the worst places <laughs> in the United. I don't. I hope you don't mind me saying. No. I've toured it's... the United Kingdom quite extensively. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I can yeah. say it about Middlesbrough because my family are from there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not really allowed to say it about Wolverhampton, but it is really shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you didn't stand for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like last time I drove into Wolverhampton, it felt like it was, uh, it sort of been, or a nuclear strike had already happened. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it hasn't had a lot of investment. No, that's what, I think that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's one of those things where now I don't live there anymore. I have a certain amount of affection for it. Um, but obviously, growing up there, I did think it was really shit <laughs> um, and was praying to to leave they're lovely people as are the people of Middlesbrough mm. oh, and they the have to be because they so live good. in such shitholes they have to be nice they gotta people. make it work they gotta yeah. really, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Um, can do chippy northern slash midlands attitude yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and the Slade Rooms is a great venue I, I, haven't, I have played Middlesbrough but I, only once I think where, um, where would I have played Town Hall in? yeah it probably was the Town Hall yeah yeah that's yeah. it yeah the Little Theatre in Middlesbrough? No, it wasn't. Maybe. I wouldn't. I'd never play the Little Theatre. Not me. <laughs> not with my Middlesbrough following. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look, well, look, let's get the sort of boring stuff out of the way first. How you? How did you two? So I'm just enjoying this. Look, <laughs> maybe we need to deal with the fact that I've just sat back in the chair. It's a lot of depth my in the feet, mug. A lot of depth in the chair. My feet don't touch it. the floor. Okay. This is partly how you you, you got together, right? Because you were. I was stuck on a chair. You were stuck on a yeah, tiny yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Tiny legs. The police up. were like, "We're not coming out." Fire brigade didn't, <laughs> didn't even pick up, and then she, she comes along. Yeah, helps me down. <laughs> Incredible. And then we thought, "Let's do sketch comedy." <laughs> um, how did we meet? Yes, that was what the boring question I was going to establish first of all. I know the answer, but I would like do to hear. Do you? Why is like, what do you think the answer? What I think happened like is uh, you were both working as actors. Uh, you were working in, uh, I want to say Tom's Been Like God, but it isn't that. It's Mr. Tom's, Ian Tom's. Ian so, Tomlinson's <laughs> Garden. Yeah. You were playing a child in a play. I was playing a child in Goodnight, Mr. Tom. Goodnight, Mr. Tom. That's the one yeah. I was looking for. And uh, you had a friend and who introduced you both. This is great. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you ditched, you worked together with that friend hey, for a while in yeah. the threesome. Yeah. And yeah. Then, you did, it, yeah. then you ditched him. Yeah. Because he, uh, he had a penis? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. When we found out, we were like... <laughs> <laughs> no way, buddy! Fuming. Absolutely fuming. Don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but that's quite... There's quite a lot of people who have started in acting and, and sort of then pushed through to comedy. Not that you'd stopped acting. We'll talk about that later. But mm. you'd, what, why, was, why, why did you decide to go down the comedy route? And, what, and how did you do that from being in... Well, I mean, the thing about doing comedy is that you like you're doing your own stuff. Yeah. So right, like straight away, there's like an so autonomy. It's all your fault. It's all yeah. <laughs> when it goes wrong, you've got no one else to blame. Yeah. Um, but also, I was playing children in theatre like a, a lot. Yeah. I'm five foot tall, and I was playing. You know, I was like in you know late twenties playing like twelve year old children. Yeah. And that really, I was like, good night, Mr. Tom. I was like literally my twelve-year-old <laughs> playing an adult nurse in the second half. Thank you. Um, but I literally had to wear this like thing that like strapped my boobs down. I mean, there's not that much there anyway. But I was literally like boobs strapped down playing a child, and it honestly makes you go insane. We did like when you're touring a play for a long time, you just sat on stage with like your hair in bunches, being like, "This is I'm going insane." <laughs> like I think I'm quite a sort of weird individual, and I'm not. 
I mean, like I'm not a child in the 1940s. Yes. So I think it. I don't know. I just. I think it was definitely, <laughs> definitely necessary. Definitely necessary to go out there. But no, we were just like. It was accidental, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really an actor. I had only very recently graduated, so I was just sort of bibbling about. Um, and I don't really know why I started doing comedy, because I, I wasn't I never particularly funny, but I just liked it. Just sort of a fangirl. <laughs> Annoyingly, you know, like when I was 11, just like obsessed with The Office in a way that sort of completely eclipsed my personality, <laughs> which was, you know, barely burgeoning as it was. Um, and so when I left uni, I just sort of thought, well, I've got a lot of feelings and I've got an inkling I might be special. <laughs> I guess I should be, you know, doing something creative. And yeah. comedy felt like, uh, I don't know, I sort of, even though I found it a bit harrowing, particularly at the beginning, I sort of love that there's a pass or fail measure about it. It's like, if you make people laugh, you pass. If you don't, it's failed. Yeah. So you can never sort of be, um, you know, really indulgent, or it always feels useful in a way that maybe other things don't. So I yeah. just sort of thought, I don't know, I was just kind of drawn to it. But um, yeah, and then we met exactly as uh, you said we did. And um, yeah, that's true. Maybe I should just answer all the questions. Yeah. See how we get on, and then do you just do, in, do you just interrupt? Yeah. If, if I go, just, if I go, we'll go back right. there. Eat some chocolate, and <laughs> yeah. if we hear anything that sounds there's not there's snacks this week. Have you wow. noticed the oh snacks? God, yeah, I was in in the dressing room alone for a little bit. There's a family sized pack of mini cheddars. Yeah. There's four boxes of Pringles. And a box of like miniature heroes. I know. It feels like I've never had snacks before. Probably we did it for you guys. Absolutely overwhelming. Why? What did you hear? We just, uh, it wasn't particularly. <laughs> These girls love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> they love to eat. This snack. is uh, this is the first time we've done it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really because of you. Oh. Just oh. we thought we would do it. Ouch. <laughs> but you're the first to benefit out, from it. Yeah. And you can take any of that, anything that's not eaten at the end. Oh, it's all in the bag that. already, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of the, the perks of being on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and what was the sketch? Yeah, I, I, you've come, I, I'm interested in sketch groups because I love sketches, right? And it's, it's become sort of unfashionable. Yeah. Even when I was doing sketches, it, was, it had become unfashionable. Mm -hmm. and I, and I, but I really like uh, deciding on names for sketch groups now what was your first the trio sketch no, group no we can't no. what were you called because i saw it and i saw it and then i've immediately forgotten what it was but yeah, it was like a german it. we all saw it richard yeah okay can you say it because like i don't think i actually can i want to know why so imagine imagine coming up with a name oh, that's got an umlaut <laughs> a sort of character that you have to literally google copy and paste because <laughs> you can't write it with your own keyboard yeah so stupid. So the name was Lebensmüder, which means tired of living in German because <laughs> Schadenfreude was taken. Oh my God, how embarrassing. <laughs> and we did, we we had did stick with it for like a year. So and you three people waved that through. Yeah, you yeah. know, you're like, what, what, why didn't, like, none of, and that's why he got binned because right, I think so we just, sort of secretly blamed him yeah. for the name. Even did you do an Edinburgh show with that? Were you yeah, called we did. that in Edinburgh? Yeah, yeah. We did like 45 minutes in, um, in a pub. Yeah. And do you remember, there was a day a when show. this, when this guy, this German guy came up to us and he was like, that's not funny. <laughs> do you know what that means? And we were like, yeah, tired of living. He's like, no way. That's not, <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> We were like, <laughs> uh, and then we were like, 45 at the <laughs> whatever pub it was called, Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. He didn't come. Yeah. Wow. Because it's about Lazy Susan, if you Google Lazy Susan, you yeah, have to put Lazy Susan comedy. Yeah, it's not great. You get, it's not, you get a lot of stuff about Lazy Susan. It's not great. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's Even just... speaking to my dad, because <laughs> any time I call my dad, so I'm Celeste Dring and Freya Parker, and my, every time I speak, uh, like, appropriate of nothing, I never even ask him for any feedback. <laughs> even if we're not talking about it, like, how are you doing? He's like, I've been thinking, you need to call yourselves Dring and Parker. No one is going to remember Lazy Susan. And when I Google it, I can't find you. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late now, Papa. Um, but yeah, it's a, not really a conversation. It's a sort of monologue that he does at me. But it, yeah, I do have that on yeah. a bi-weekly basis with my What was your thinking behind Lazy it Susan? It wasn't a lot of thinking okay. behind it. I feel it. like we just, did we literally like pick it out of, it, a, out it, of a book? Yeah. It was literally like, ooh. And it was just any, I think we were like, what's... What, like, a wom like a womble would do it. That's how the exactly, wombles chose yeah. their names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's anything that's less embarrassing than Lab, because it'd be like, it's late in a bar, like, it's Laban's mood. 
Le- it's le- yeah, with an, uh, yeah, uh, the it's an umlaut. So low, <laughs> umla- we, with yeah. a D. It's, it, it, yeah, if you start with a really terrible yeah. name, then a, yeah. any name is better. Yeah. But, um, but I also think we didn't, I think we were, you know, talked it around for too long. You know when you're fussy and we didn't want to call ourselves uh, a collection of animals, you know, because there's like the sheep, there's goose, mm-hmm. there's like, it's often the, you know, beasts. It's a dumb thing to yeah. name yourself after uh, a set of animals. And so we didn't want to do that. Well, and I, I did. quite I, like this. It, it I sounds disco like... dogs, but I got voted down. Oh, you wanted... I forgot about disco yeah, dogs. I disco I'm dogs. like, disco... I'm, that was not aged well either. <laughs> um, I'm not a disco. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult though. We had this, you know, I remember the various sketch groups we had and uh, the one we we settled, um, we, we settled actually quite quickly in university, the sketch group we had was called The Seven Raymonds. The idea was like the two Ronnies, but it was seven people all called Raymond who'd got it's, together and decided to do a comedy group together. It's but classic no, sketch but you, logic though. But yeah, but you always need to explain that to people so it wasn't a great time. And in a bar going like, no, and then, you know, <laughs> you know the two... Ronnie, the two Ronnies, yeah. And then we had to come up with a name for that. We got an Edinburgh show quite late and we had to come up with a name and we went ages and ages on it to the extent that we got to one. We, got, we came up with the Potassium Permanganate Experience was our name. And we'd been doing, we'd been going for so long that we all just went, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Because we thought, oh, we can call it KMNO4 and it sounds like... You know, it sounds like What a was sketch. the second word? Potassium? Pa- potassium permanganate. I think there was a sketch where I'd used potassium permanganate as a punchline. It's classic sketch. So we thought, sketch. Uh, having sketch. done a chemistry O-level, uh, and so then we thought, we'll call it the potassium permanganate experience, and then you get to Edinburgh and go, what? No one can understand what's yeah, going on. Yeah, the yeah. Seven Raymonds KMNO4, what's the fuck is going on? Yeah, and even if someone enjoys your show, <laughs> they're not going to be able to tell anyone about it. So yeah. it's very self Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then we, we, I did a sketch show with Steve Coogan, mm-hmm. Patrick Marber, um, <laughs> Simon Munnery Stewart Lee, nice. uh, and me. And we, again, we went and then we decided to call the dumb show, but lowercase the dumb show, D U M show. Uh, but I think that's because there was there was something similar. And then every time you say it, you've got to be like, and it, and it's all in. Uh, it's lowercase. Lower There's no B on dumb. Yeah. And it's like the, the, the dumb show in, you'd get in. <laughs> Yeah. So it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to come it's up. It's really difficult. So I think Lady Susan's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's not bad. At least it doesn't it doesn't like hurt when you say it like yeah. Lebensmuda did. Um, no. And I think yeah. your surnames are not. I don't think it's a, I don't think calling yourself by your surnames would be a good idea. We'd never be able to decide on the order. Yeah. Be, yeah. Be like Parker. It would have to be alphabetical, but then I would win. Yeah. It'd be Dring and Parker. I'm not having that. No. No fucking way. No way. <laughs> no way, mate. It, sound, it does. It's one, your names are, do sound like uh, an estate agent or something as well. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, Dring and Parker. Dring. Dring. Yeah. Like a sort of Islington. I mean, Dring is a weird name. That yeah. I, that would I would just keep on coming. Going, Dring. Actually, yeah. Dring would be a good sketch Dring. name. Just Dring. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have I like done? Ring a Dring too. <laughs> there we go. Cheers. Dring with. Just just yeah. Just <laughs> Featuring. Very big. I think you should definitely Just the corner that. of my forehead on the <laughs> <Yeah>. poster. <laughs> um, so you did Edinburgh. Yeah. And then you did Edinburgh. And then, and then we did Edinburgh. Did, did Edinburgh did. just as a duo. Yes. yes. And so was it 2018 was sort of the big... Yes. The big year that it broke through. Yes. Uh-huh. With, uh, with your show, which I don't need to tell you. <laughs> was called Forgive Me Mother. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doing quite well, all right, so far. In yeah. which you took the Me Too movement and, you know, you it was gave me. it a comedic spin. Yeah, you know, Me Too, the absolute lollageddon. <laughs> lol train. Get me above that lol train. But in that show, so what I'm interested about in this show is that you had a running joke. Was it you who had a, a, a stalker who you were scared was going to kill you? Yes. Were you not worried that by doing a joke about that you might get a stalker who would try to kill you? Well, I mean, that's... I think as a woman in any it's sort just, of prominent, well, just literally any any prominent position, even however sort of mild or sort of, you're just always worried that a man's going to kill you. Yeah. Sadly, today. And that's even as people who are like literally sort of sketch comedians um, with a little show in Edinburgh. Like, it happens. It's it's sort of bonkers, really. Yeah. But it's absurd, because you like, you know, clearing up your wigs at the fig and bucket or whatever, being <laughs> yeah. like, I hope one of those weird men at the bar isn't going to talk to me or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
But yeah, you do just have to sort of navigate all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, but the, I suppose by doing this, you're bringing that to the fore. And I know you've done. I mean, yeah. it, even the, the the recent BBC Three show, mm. there's lots. Of, I mean, what's interesting, I think, is there's there's you you. It's not just men that you're doing sketches about, and there's very funny yeah. sketches with women in it, and about women's uh, failings and foibles as well. But but there's a the the good the sketch that got tweeted a lot from the first uh, show is you doing a sort of 1980s workplace ring up if you've yeah. got complaints about us sort of yeah yeah, yeah. it's basically like a fake infomercial saying like you know we're the people who are doing the show that you're watching and if you hate it like you know just tell us personally like we really want to hear all of that feedback <laughs> um you know you want me to die oh that's great thank you so much <laughs> i must i must look thank you sir um but we did we did get men just doing doing all of they, they watched it yeah. and then they just did they just sort of did it at us so it just sort of kind of just goes it's just a horrible circle <laughs> but they would have done it anyway right i think oh, the, for you know, sure. so yeah, like yeah. it's it's just yeah it's it's i mean it's it's really interesting to hear mm. and i mean it's great that it sort of is sort of coming out now that that's that but it's it is unbelievable that it's still yeah and it's I think still it's, happening it's to that not, extent it's not an easy subject to make funny and i think you know, we never want to do anything that seems worthy or... Because a lot of our audience or people watching our stuff are really nice yes. people. <laughs> you know, any men watching our show, you know, most of them are just really nice people. So you don't want to be like, you are... So you want to be like, sort of... <laughs> Thanks for watching, assholes. Yeah. Um, so with Forgive Me With That and Sketch Hotline, it had to be like, does this feel funny? And it does it feel... You know, because Sketch Hotline is a kind of slightly chaotic energy to it and we kind of lean into that 80s infomercial you know the sort of slow pans back cl clumsy zooms yeah. and like you know us not quite knowing what we're doing and yeah really taking this quite mean feedback on the chin and, and, and with forgive me mother we did struggle with the ending of that show a lot because it you know everyone knows that <laughs> raping and being a horrible man is is bad so it's not it's not like a interesting place to be working out of particularly particularly comedically so that's why we kind of truthfully i hope but kind of mind ourselves and looked at yeah. well what's funny about freya when she's like catastrophizing and basically pivoting on the spot and really being like oh every, you know there's threat everywhere it kind of makes it yeah. sort of like uh, not a safe pair of hands in a, in, a, in the double act dynamic mm. and then i was sort of every night would crack on to a different guy in the audience um, so I, it was sort of a predator-prey thing and a sort of like, you know, I'm basically, you know, drawing a guy in while she's trying to sort of push them away. So it was about really our dynamic and the way that we mm. brought things upon ourselves. Sure. And I think that's sort of how it managed to, you know, a lot of some people wouldn't agree, but be the right <laughs> side of funny yeah. rather than but that's you know, that's yeah. definitely true you know it's, it's great to sort of see someone taking head on but in a, also in a funny way i think that's that is that's so the important. skill as yeah. well i yes, think it's it it's kind of easy to sort of not easy but it's uh you can lecture bef suddenly you're like oh god i'm just doing a lecture like hey guys this is bad i don't know if you knew but <laughs> this is bad yeah it's sort of patronizing it's kind yeah. of boring you know so the, the skill is to is to make light and to find the areas where it's funny or there's a bit of hypocrisy or there's something interesting in it that, that feels like it has a comedic slant but yeah but yeah i don't know we did it on australia and i um yeah. I like cracked onto a guy in the audience and it, it's script it's clearly scripted. There's a lighting, there's music, <laughs> change, yeah, yeah. there's prince underscoring um Pink Cashmere, one of my favourite Prince songs. And uh the woman who was because I always would pick a guy that was with some I'd never pick a, a lone guy watching the show. <laughs> and I would always be slightly side-eyeing to look look for <laughs> and this says a lot about Omega, but look for who's like laughing a lot and yeah, yeah. seems to be getting the show and looks like they'd be reluctant. You never want to. You never want the person who's like got a hockey mask on in the front row being <laughs> <Yeah>. like, ha ha ha. Fool me once. <laughs> um, so I always pick a friendly looking guy that's with people and, and, and this guy was, was with his girlfriend and I, and I was talking to him and she thought it was real 
and stood up and said, how about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> yeah. And it had never happened in like a hundred shows. Like it had never happened. And she had a handbag she had a on. Handbag on. Yeah. yeah, it was, it wow. was wild. Yeah. Um, so women can be thick and bad too. <laughs> and that's, that's the moral of that story. <laughs> but the, I mean, the, it's, it's, it, well, A, it's great to see a sketch about weirdly like the day or the week that uh, your series started. I kind of, because I, I love sketch shows and I, and I think they're really important and they don't really happen anymore. I think they're a great way to, especially new comics especially. Yeah, nurture new talent. Nurture new yeah. talent, but also mm. ideas because, you know, you don't know what's going to work. And I, we had Jamie Dimitri on the other day and, mm. you know, say, he was saying the same thing, that, you know, if you're coming up with a character, you can't just write a sitcom about a character necessarily mm. straight away. Uh, but, you know, I saw em, Emily Atak had a, a stand-up and sketch show and I was thinking, is that the only sketch show on and then then there was yours as well but like it sort of seems insane that that, that comics aren't being given you know and I, I love mm. Emily and I think she's great but she's sort of she's come from a sort of different direction to be given her own stand-up and sketch show and yet stand-ups stand aren't, aren't being given these shows yeah so it's kind of a, a it's well done for getting a show thank <laughs> you but and there's uh, it's, it's it seems to be like there aren't any it's weird there aren't any male sketch shows right so that in a way that I can think of, in a way, that's... The only, the I mean, sketch it's not bad, because there, there's so many historically, but... Mm. There's Famalam, which is not... Yes. That's, that's, uh, I think that's the only other big British yeah. sketch show, in terms of on TV, yeah. I think. Um, because there's a yeah, lot of people right. doing sketches in Edinburgh, right? There's a lot of sketch groups. Oh, there's and so that, much sketch in Edinburgh, and, yeah. And it's sort of weird that it's and not... And also, it's across. not unfashionable in America. No. So it is sort of just here that it's, that it's died a little bit. I mean, I would say that we're quite... Not odd, but I guess we are sort of somewhere between sketch and character. Yeah. Um, so we are quite different from like what you say would be a more typically male, often yeah. more premise-based or more like cowards or something like that is the most recent maybe all-male TV sketch show I can think yeah. of. You know, Tim Key and Tom Basden. Uh, yeah, I mean, a few, because like, but they've tried, I mean, they've tried, they don't really give anything a go, like, we are Clang got very briefly got a sketch show mm. and the the um, Matt Matt Crosby and all that guy those guys got yeah. a, got, yeah. a, got a sketch show but only mm. like a pilot or a very short series or whatever. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it's I don't know I, I I don't know the answer. I do think it's obviously the medium that has been most usurped by online content. Yeah, if you yeah. want to watch a funny sketch or whatever, you go online, you look at your favorite comedians or people that retweet mm. good stuff. And so I suppose that audience demand is not as clear or they, they don't need TV to be produced well, I think in that it's, way. It's the attention span, isn't it? I think yeah. often like, you watch like, one sort of funny little thing online and, and you're never like, mm, give me 30 more. Yeah. Simultane, like, yeah. you know, give me one after the other. So I think... I but think... I do think it's a shame because mm. it's unsustainable, I think. Well, maybe that's too broad a statement, but it's not that sustainable to make online content for free or have a buy me a coffee or whatever. You mm -hmm. do think if these, a lot of online comedians that are making their own sketches online, if they got together in a room and got to write and be mm. produced properly and stuff, it could make something really exciting, you know? So yeah. it's a massive shame. And I don't, I don't really understand it because I don't think it's that risky really. And it's expensive to produce, obviously. Sketches, yeah. multiple location, multiple setups, costume change, whereas you know, reality panel is a lot cheaper to yeah, produce. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just sort no, of, no, I know, but it just, know. it's sort of. I mean, there's so much great comedy talent. There's so much stuff coming through Edinburgh, and there's so many people trying to be. Yeah, I, I sort of, you know, even just from a stand, even say a stand up saying you can do some stand up, and then just chick chuck a couple of sketches in. There's nothing like that, you know. Which is, I think, Sarah Millican sort of had something approaching that, but it was still sort of almost a game show as well and yeah you know guess, it's, it yeah. seems so weird to me but i think and, and it does your stuff i think if you home produced it it would it would it needs to be on tv agree, you know yeah. what i mean which is so you're it's almost because we're so used to seeing people doing like like no budget sketches that it's sort of yeah. weird to, it feels like a huge budget watching your yeah, show. Yeah, and, and it's a sort of different... And it was not. <laughs> Some of the actors were in our own clothes. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it is just a, a different medium as yeah. well, and I think you've got to lean into the fact that it, it can look slightly more sort of cinematic than like someone with their phone at home, but I think that has almost become like a subgenre yeah. now, and people respond to things so quickly that I think, 
you know, we, there, would, there would have been no point in us doing like a satirical yeah, sketch we, we because it's already someone has literally done it within like half an hour and it's excellent and it's got, it's got like a million views. So then we'd wheel on like eight months later, being like, <laughs> "God, the Oscars, am I right?" Yeah. And people would be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. yeah, we try and do zeitgeist, but not topical. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting stuff because I mean, like, some of it starts from quite a small premise, like a fly being in the room being annoying and then goes off somewhere surreal. And some of it's like, I like the hot nuns is just great because it looks like it's going to be like running characters and it's just a really lightning joke. Yeah. But it's great. That's the thing when you've got no budget as well. You want to do all these like 30 (laughs) second quick fun sketches and they're like, can you be three minutes and in a flat? (laughs) Just to make it go a bit further. So we didn't, there were like sketches that we had to drop that were like that basically because there was no, couldn't afford to shoot them. But I'd love to, I sort of feel like with the, the, the French act, the woman in a French film written by a man. Yeah. I'd quite like to see a featured film-length version of that sketch. <laughs> I really feel I could watch that forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope you'll I do hope that. for the right reasons. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it's very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it, was it, filmed it, in Wolverhampton. But it would, it would sustain her, I think. I think, like, the, the, yeah. the, the character you play is sort of so cute. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of feel sorry for this guy. Like, come... A, it comes comes to me so easy. So close to the surface. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely devastating, really, how how easy that is that that guy is to play. <laughs> don't, literally, don't have to try at all. Just put a fake beard, and then here he is. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. It's yeah. very nice. Well, there's a lot you have to come to terms with terms with when you like watch yourself play a man. <laughs> You're yeah, like, yeah. wow. Like mm. when I when you play Thomas, and when I play Pete, I look like my dad in the eighties, and that is it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I showed my boyfriend, and I I don't think we've recovered. So I can just see there's a hesitation in his eyes now that was not there before. <laughs> is it is it fun playing? Because you do quite a lot of male characters. Is it is there is there a, a fun element in that for you? I suppose it's it's freeing not to have to be concerned with how you look yeah. at all. Like I think I think you know with being raised a girl and all that stuff. It's uh, not to keep drawing it back to this, but you, I think you don't quite realise how much you're sometimes trying to appear a certain way all the time or you know i don't know so there's something very freeing about just playing a bloke and being like yeah it's completely permissible to look really unattractive and and that's fine you know and it's i think it we've always done like drag haven't we in in all of our shows but i think we've never i think we weirdly were just like oh they're just like a funny character yeah and they just happen to be a dude i think it was never like men are hilarious (laughs) i wonder what it would be like if we saw them on stage it was always just like, oh, yeah, it's Stephen Pete. I don't know. We just sort of wrote them where, and then there was no one else to play them. So yeah. it's like, well, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. Good. Let me ask you an emergency question. We'll come back. It's, it's really fascinating. I'm really, it, it's, you know, that's all right, mate. What's um, an emergency question? I'm going to ask you an emergency question. This is just my stupid questions. Okay. Don't worry. Um, if you could go into a chrysalis and emerge as anything you wanted, uh, what would you transform into? It can be absolutely anything. It can be you has changed or it can be someone else or it can be anything mm. what would you like to be i mean oh gosh because i want to i mean i want to say like a, some sort of animal but yeah. do, do, am i lo- am i like locked into this? You're, you're locked in if you do it that's what you have to okay, if we get okay. if technology becomes available yeah okay okay, Freya, okay why aren't you just saying dog because i know it's dog why don't you and shut up celeste <laughs> <laughs> Cup of shut up. Is it, did you message me once and you were like, oh, I think I realise I don't want to get a dog. I want to be a dog. <laughs> it's like, I yeah, said that to you in confidence. Okay. Dogs, are, dogs are a good choice. Yeah. I do I, I do have a lot of affinity with dogs. Yeah. Um, possibly too much. Okay. I just like I just like a plucky dog. Okay. Um, so maybe just... But like liking a plucky dog and wanting to be a plucky dog are two different things. Yeah. I think what I'll say is I'll pencil dog okay. and I'll give it a bit more thought and then okay. as soon as the technology is confirmed then I'll give you my final okay. answer. But for now, I think a dog, a bit like um, Tintin's dog. Yeah, Snowy. Snowy. In good. fact, I'll just say Snowy. Yeah, Snowy's good. Have you, yeah. got, have you got anything you'd like to change into? I'd just like to be some kind of athlete, maybe. Yeah. You know, um, in my... <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but... When lockdown first happened, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I was like, um, I'm going to learn how to do a backflip. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And I, I, there's something in my head, occasionally when I'm running, and 
I live in Ali Pali and it's all hills and um, I've recently quit smoking. I'm trying to like get healthy and stuff and I'm always like pathetically sort of dragging myself up this hill, uh, getting overtaken by, by walkers and anyway... And I just have fantasies about just being really fit. And if yeah. there's a really banging track on, I'll just have a little daydream about like backflipping onto the dance floor. Yeah. Okay. So I'd love to be just emerge as some sort of gymnast, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A dog and a gymnast. Yeah. You could be a gymnast with a dog and you yeah. could still be together. You could jump yeah. through those hoops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would I, would love that. Yeah. I would love that. The double acts will live on. Yeah. That's, that's nice to know, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so you're pretty close. I mean, like with double acts, it can go one of two ways. Yes. Uh, well, for me, it's you gone. tell us, yeah. Okay. Uh, for mine, it's gone quite badly. Yeah. Uh, you two, I mean, you, sh- you do still, you shared rooms, like in Ed- when you were staying in Edinburgh, you like shared a room. Yeah, we couldn't yeah. afford for, the rent. For money, so, so extortionate there. We, that we, seven, we had to share 700 pounds each to share that room. Yeah. Oh. Is it she like, good morning, Bert. Hello. <laughs> I talk in my sleep as well. Yeah. Yeah, and... I remember like waking up with the light on and Celeste just looking at me, but w- waking myself up talking and just, I don't know, just a look of fear in your face and then maybe sort of being like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like 2 a.m. Also, I find it fascinating for someone who's like a bit nervous about being attacked or something like that, that mm-hmm. you naturally went in deep sleep. You know, I'm in fetal or I'm like, Freya is literally arms in the air, like... She's like that. She's yeah. like sort of Starfish. complete, yeah, yeah, yeah. S- sort of position of surrender. It bl- yeah. blows my mind. Very trusting when I'm asleep. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah. we, we, yeah. we are very close. Yeah. Um, we actually haven't gigged for a long time because I find it very stressful. Right. And um, it, there's been lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I've had my sort of opportunity to... It's a bit like, you know, a, a big skipping ro- rope on the playground and if you just hesitate for a bit too long, you're like, oh, I'm never going to get in now. Yeah. So I've slightly left it a while. So we probably don't spend as much time together as we did when we were gigging. But we are writing all, I think all that's the time. True. Yeah. But I think when you're gigging, particularly like doing sketch, it is like doing like a play. Yeah. And you've just got to rehearse. Well, particularly when no, no one laughs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've just got to rehearse just so much. So, like, when you were doing Edinburgh, we'd literally be doing, like, 16-hour days. Yeah. Which, thinking about now, like, I can't... That must have been very But it's also just slower, the process, because you you kind of both got to be on board with whatever you're doing. So a stand-up can adapt a lot quicker. You know, if you had an idea yeah. on the way on the tube, you can just mm. knock it out, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, and, you know, that's fine to an extent, but if you're both doing that, it's just chaos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think even to just get on the same page takes a lot of time i think that's also why sketch acts don't tend to survive as long particularly doing edinburgh's and edinburgh's and then you know i think as well because there's like no money in it yeah so i think that's another like massive reason why you can't sort of get a group of like four people together to not earn any money but spend all your time doing this like yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think sort that is a really tough. I mean, the only yeah. good thing about it is if you're dividing an Edinburgh deck between four people, that's better than just having yeah, one person. Yeah. <laughs> but that is still, yeah. it's still not great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it is, the, the you know, you are reliant on, but it, but it's finding that, and obviously you've got this empathy and you're, the, a similar sense of humour. Mm. And, and because it's, it's, the style of it is, is you know, which I, I love with any comedy that, I've, and I say this all the time, but any comedy that you re- end up really loving, it takes you a little moment to, adjust your brain to get into it and, mm. and it's your stuff isn't really like anybody else's i don't think you know what i mean i can't i can't say oh well, i can see where you've got that idea from i can see where, you know you've come in with your own sensibility and it's really great and the characters are, are great but you've but you've obviously got there together right By, yeah i would say so yeah, yeah because we we are on the same page in a lot of ways but i would also say we're quite different yeah mm. and so i think that when that happens if you can harness it in the right way you can produce something that's greater than the sum of your parts, something that you couldn't produce alone. I think yeah. it's weird because often the things that do create tension and do make it quite challenging to work with each other, yeah. annoyingly, like they are also the things that will help you to produce good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think sometimes we've sort of, you know, especially after Edinburgh, we'll have like a debrief and, you know, it's, it's awful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the terrible debrief. Yeah. But then you're like oh but the work's really good <laughs> and we do make each other laugh but you can often just get you get in your own way and you can get in each other's way so it's like it's just this constant sort of yeah. learning how to kind of negotiate and mm-hmm. and learning sort of you know 
picking your battles, I think, yes. with this stuff. Yeah. And you do a lot of stuff separately right, as well, right? Which I yeah. think is quite... It, it, can, it makes a big difference, and I think it's, it's, then it's a pleasure, hopefully, to come back together, but also you yeah. can, you um, can well, do your do own stuff. Do you know stuff. what? We're out of the hairiest bit as well now, because the bit where it's hard is when you've been doing it for a few years, but you're not really successful enough to make a living, so you're both sort of doing your crap day jobs that make you feel a little bit crap. Yeah. So you're a bit burnt out, a bit tired. Mm. And then you're going to gig, you know, a small gig that'll be nice for not very much money. And then, you know, it doesn't maybe go brilliantly. Or you're just doing long hours until until it starts to click enough that you're like, oh, we can relax a little bit now. We don't have to be putting... so We don't have to be trying to do these other jobs so much. What kind of, what kind of jobs were you doing? Well, to... now I've... Oh, God, now I feel like... an asshole because I just all I did was a bit of tutoring so it really wasn't that hard but um down the mines yes tutoring down mine um but yeah yeah I did tutoring I also did um like I looked after posh old people (laughs) yeah only posh old people many non-posh so it's basically an overpriced well it was it could only be really richer families that could afford it because it was and I don't know how this was allowed, and I don't know if the company still exists, <laughs> because I was not vetted, I had no training, and I was just going around to old people who lived alone, being like, you know, hello, Mrs. Gent. And I, uh, I read to a woman who was going blind for a few, a few years. And she made you sit in the sun and you got burned. Do you remember? No. <laughs> you, d- you d- I remember you because you, c- you were sunburned on one side of your face and you were like, can I just go and put some sun cream on? And she was like, no. Sounds like I made that up to cover up something <laughs> embarrassing that I did. Um, no, I worked for an old Italian woman called Mrs. Jen who had a giant head and a, a tiny little body. She looked like a, like a Bo Selector character. And um, she needed an oxygen tank. And she was, she was going blind, but she was a wealthy old Italian lady. She'd married an English gentleman. And I was just a bit of extra help. But she had a live-in carer, and she was so horrible to work for that she had gone through most of the living carers. And by now, she was really scraping the barrel. And the woman that was working for her was a Russian woman who was nearly as old as her. She must have been in her mid-60s to early 70s. Anyway, there was just this surreal (laughs) moment where they were having an argument and Mrs. Gent wanted the old Russian lady to vacuum. And she was like, I want vacuum. I have my brain. I shouldn't be doing the accent. Why am I doing that? Um, Cut that out, please. So you're versatile. Never apologize, okay? Thank you. Never apologize. Um, My enabler. (laughs) So I basically got caught between these two elderly women saying, can you please hoover? No, I don't want to hoover. She doesn't want to hoover. Tell her to hoover. I'm the boss. Literally shaking a stick, shouting, I am the boss. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, I just went into the hallway, turned the vacuum cleaner on so that Mrs. Jen, who thought yeah. work was getting done when it wasn't. And at that point, I was like, I have to quit this. I have to stop <laughs> doing this. Um, and I couldn't because I needed that sweet dosh to do sure. sketch comedy. Good yeah. comedy. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Well, look, you both. I'm quite excited about uh, the stuff that you have been doing. Like, both of you have been working in movies. The movies. Very exciting. Mm. So, Freya, you're, I, you're in Jurassic World. Yeah, I'm in Jurassic World, yeah. What are you playing? Are you a dinosaur? I'm a dinosaur. Yeah. A little, little. <laughs> just like a little Zhuzhi velociraptor. She's, she's new on the scene, she's got some big ideas. What I want to have, I've said this many times, but I think, I'm hoping if I say it enough, it will happen. Uh-huh. What I want to happen in the Jurassic World Park universe uh, okay, yeah. is for them to just open a park successfully. <laughs> and no one gets hurt. No one gets hurt, but just everyone looks venture. at the time. Just because there's been a lot of, been a lot of attempts. They've yes. learned from the lessons, yeah, and now yeah. we've opened it, and it's all right. There's actually an incredible safety officer. Yeah. She's great at <laughs> yeah. her job. <laughs> And they've just worked out how to keep dinosaurs in cages and yeah. it's fine the cages actually have locks on them yeah the, the workers are unionised it's just actually yeah. a really great place to work so is that the plot of that's the plot of dressing <laughs> <Great. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely watch it then yeah watch so it, what do you what, what is it like being in Jurassic World and what are you in Jurassic World and what is it what's going to happen do and do the, di- do the dinosaurs win this time look yeah. I'm in it so briefly <laughs> <laughs> why did I ever why did I ever mention it? I mention it because I'm like, a, I am a Jurassic Park like fan. It's exciting. Nerd. I love dinosaurs yeah. and and I love movies. Mm. Um, 
No, basically, it was like an absolute dream of like a little job. It was me, um, the lads at a sketch group called The Pin, yeah. and um, Ahi Shah, who's been on your yeah. show. Um, the director um, e- literally emailed us and was like, hey, love your stuff. I was like, come on, that can't be true, Colin. <laughs> um, love your stuff, do you want to come and be in my dinosaur movie? If you're free. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me just check my diary, Colin. Um, pl- please come and do it. It'd be lots of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, we were all... but um, Because it was 20... When was it? Like 2020? August? Or October? No. I don't know. You know, it's just Jurassic She Park stopped listening. <laughs> she stopped listening. <laughs> Didn't want to hear it. Didn't want to hear it. Um, no, so... Cause I it think was... he went to my junk. I think that's what happened. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just spammed him by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all had to be, like, locked in this hotel. We all had to, like, be in, um, like, quarantine in a hotel. Right. So the whole thing was just surreal. Every single day, we were all like, I can't believe that this is happening. <laughs> Every And you'd be on set being like... You see Jeff Goldblum at the buffet. Just mo- literally mooching about. Yeah. And we'd bitch, like, so me and the pin, Ahisha, we're all great guys, but we, you know, we're not the sort of young, hot, young ingenues. <laughs> we're all like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Even when we found one, we'd be like, so we'd sort of leave it, and then someone would be like, guys, we're in Jurassic Park. <laughs> it, was just, it was just a total nerd fest, and we'd just play some, like, Technicians basically who work in the dinosaur park. Right. And he basically, it's because it's like a sort of scene with lots of like tech talk. I think he was like, I'll just, the director, like, he lives in the UK and he's just a real like comedy nerd. And I think he just thought it'd be fun to get some <laughs> comics in it at the end. But yeah, it, w- it was really great. And it yeah. was just, yeah, it was completely surreal. And we're probably all cut from it. So, <laughs> um, no, we did have a conversation where we all worked out like, because you don't ever read the whole script as well, but we were. And they not cut you because you say something. There's one. Yeah, we were them, all. Yeah. We were all basically like, my hand points at this thing at this moment, and another character said it's crucial information. So I was like, if, if all else fails, my Your left hand in. is in Jurassic Park, <laughs> pointing at a screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrific. Well, you're doing films as well, so you don't have to. Yeah, thank God. Serrano. Oh, I'm very excited about Serrano with, with Peter Dinklage. It's not, it's not very good. <laughs> is it not? No, no. It seems so. Is, is the pre- he doesn't have a big nose? Is that that he's? No, he he, a, but he is um, a, short. A little person. Yes. So that, that that's the yeah way that they're they're telling it. Right. Um, but yeah. He's good though, Peter Dinklage. He is he good. Is good. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He was. Um, we did a scene that was on a stage, and I was watching. Uh, you know, like a lady at the theatre watching the show or whatever, and he has to do this big sword fight, and every every time he start had to start the sword fight, he basically had to turn and face me, and I didn't know whether to look at him or not, because <laughs> he was sort of looking very intently my way, so I would, like, look around and then looked a bit, and then I was like, oh, I'm just going to look at him, I guess, because I'm being weird, so I looked at him, and then he was like, sorry, she put me off, she's looking at me, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Peter. Because there's this weird thing when it's like a big actor, you sort of, I go too far the other way where I, I don't want to be try hard and annoying, so I'm almost rude. Because I'm like, well, I don't want to give you the impression that I'm like, you know, cloying for your, or yeah. being like, hey, um, I'm in a sketch comedy, so I just don't, I'm just Peter, almost. do you like sketch comedy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in the trailer, which I love. Am I? In the, in the, in the background. Oh yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, but I, I basically, because I was in the background of this shot, I thought it would be a day shoot, tops, and they were talking about taking me out to Sicily for three weeks. This was during the pandemic. So I thought, great, I'll do one or two days shooting, spread out. The rest of the time I'll be in Sicily, maybe I'll get some writing done, um, you know, learn to do a backflip, that sort of thing. <laughs> and it ended up being 10 or 11 night shoots in a row in a corset. So I'd get up about... 11, I'd be in costume makeup on set for about three in the afternoon and then released about five or six o'clock in the morning. And it was not worth it. Also, the Italian <laughs> government took uh, 40, they tax you, it took 45%. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but I hope you enjoy the film, Richard. I'm, um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Are you allowed to say you don't think it's very good? It I don't know. Is no, that okay. bad? Oh, that probably is really stupid of me, actually. And I don't entirely mean that. I don't think that it's bad, but I do think that. 
it's maybe a bit of a missed opportunity. Okay. It, it's a great story, so it could be great. Um, and it's not helping myself. Yeah. There's a man over here literally covering his face, so worried for what this is going to do to my. What you're saying, if you directed it and you'd been Serrano. Yeah, yeah, let's let's go with that. Yeah. I do have quite a big nose actually, so I could so it's a good I nose. could maybe rock it. It's, it's a prominent, good nose. sure. It's a good so there's been times where, you know, uh, if you're setting up a shot, sometimes the cameraman turns the camera like the frame around so you can see what the framing is, and genuinely sometimes my nose is in shot and I'm not. It's yeah. just hovering in the air <laughs> in the frame. Very. Well, maybe humbling. you could have said to Peter Dinklage, you know, I know what things it's like for you because. I've relate. got quite a big. Yeah. <laughs> I've got quite yeah. a, not Serrano de Rosa big, but it's you know. It's, yeah, you could email him. Yeah, yeah, it's never too late, and he listens to the pod, right? Probably, I'm sure he does. Friend of the pod. I was going to ask if English. you could get him on the podcast, but you know, you've probably burned that bridge there <laughs> without the staring and the saying it's filmed. <laughs> <laughs> How about last night in Soho? You're in that. That's a movie as well. Yeah, shot that after Fraser Hendy. Oh. <laughs> literally shooting like drops of water in my eye because it was so red from the tiredness um, yeah I was in that it was shot a long time ago though I don't, right. I don't remember um, but yeah is that pre-pandemic oh yeah it must have been 2019 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and is that is that what you want do you want to be Hollywood movie stars slapping each other in the face at award ceremonies or do you want to yeah well I mean it's like we fight anyway so yeah. why not get paid for it <laughs> yeah you know what I mean I mean movies are great yeah. right if you've got a fun part and it's a fun job I think we just girls just want to have fun yeah but it's like extremely long hours and I know people like no one gives a shit about those long hours though because everyone's just like well you're in a movie yeah I don't give a shit yeah um, yeah I would like to do more pro proper acting Definitely. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. And do you think that so if that was if it was a choice between doing comedy and acting, would you would you go for with that? I mean, you can still do comedy in acting, but would you go for acting? And do you mean what? No writing anymore? Yeah, or? no writing and no no. Let's say no sketch, no sketch comedy, and no writing sketch comedy. I'm trying to break the two of you up. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can sense that actually. Yeah. So the vibe sort of changed <laughs> suddenly. I think it's like as. It's a bit like when, if you're a writer-performer, if you do loads of writing, you're like, I just want to perform. And then it just is vice versa. You're like, I yeah. just want to write. So I feel like you could, you'd probably do drama for ages and then be like, I just want to be in something where I just, can just be a little dickhead and it's just really fun. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's not really a problem for me at the minute. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to make that decision. It's so. sort of whether you feel... Because you, you feel, I feel... I like doing a bit of acting, but I get quite bored quite quickly of acting yeah. so I, like, I quite like I'd like to do that where I was in for a, a, a day or whatever mm. um, but I'd see myself as a comedian I think I'd definitely because I do stand up and I do improv as well so yeah. I'd, I like love doing live stuff I think if it was like if I could never do that again like I've I found the like not not doing that over the pandemic just so I mean obviously not the hardest thing that was happening um, <laughs> over the last two years but it's a real like it's sort of in you isn't it if you want to like be a dickhead in front of people yeah I think. yeah so I, yeah, I yeah. think I'd go more actor writer is what I would like right. to be yeah I think I do do sketch and I enjoy it but I don't, I don't. so this is where it ends yeah <laughs> well um, but yeah I, I mean I like doing sketch comedy but I do I find comedy quite pressured or I worry that I'm not good enough at it sometimes or as acting yeah, and stuff I crazy. feel I feel more confident or like I uh, am more assured of my sure. skills but it's like you said that you know with comedy you do know and like the, that you yeah. do know whether it's working on it and even mm. if even if it's you know if it's a small audience you can tell from the atmosphere even if it's not like lots of lols yeah you can tell that they're enjoying it or they're not enjoying it and you can know you know it's you you get your you're assessed every single day, <laughs> yeah, every yeah. working day, yeah, and so yeah. you know how things are going. Yeah. So I mean, I think that you know, to be, you know, that you're you're good at it because you you've you've done it and it's worked. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you are, Can't you, believe I drove the conversation you're very, there. You're very yeah. good. Well, it is. It's you know. It's it's. I don't know. I don't know what. With TV, I don't know how much people watch. You know, and it's BBC Three, right? This. So they've relaunched BBC Three, which is yeah. great, mm -hmm. which is a really good thing. Yeah. But I don't know what, what that kind of the viewing figures of that. Are. If if you noticed any since you've it's been on TV, is the, have you been recognised in the street more or is it? I only have once, and it was like you have to. 
when you're an actor, you have to have like pictures taken, headshots. So when people are looking for trying to get your jobs, that you know, you've got a, a nice posh picture. And I was having some taken on a like the towpath in Camden about two weeks ago, and this guy went by on a bike. He went, <laughs> "I enjoyed your show," <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, very disarming. Yeah. Because um, he didn't stop. He just like. <laughs> but that's good though. Oh, I much it's prefer that than a sort of. He tried, he tried to drag me in the canal and was like, I loved it. <laughs> if I was riding a bike and tried to yell a comment to someone, I'd definitely accidentally steer it in the canal. I wouldn't oh, it would be cool be, enough yeah, to be pull that off. Yeah, it'd be tragic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but there's a good, you know, you've got a good cast of like all the, your generation of comedians in yeah, this show yeah. as well, which is yeah. nice. So you, you spot. People, you know, John Kent is a, is a very funny oh, sketch. I'm obsessed with him. He's, so, yeah, he's, he's so good. He, yeah, and he's one of our favourite, like, live acts as well. Yeah, like, yeah. we would just, like, we'd, if you'd be on a bill with him, he's just, like, it's magical. He, yeah. He's just so good. So, yeah, we were, yeah, we were really, really thrilled that he, he was... And James Acaster, you assault James Acaster. You assault Acaster. him, don't you? Yeah. That was quite... I mean, he's in a couple of sketches, but that's one he doesn't really have Did, to do. Didn't with. even know it was being filmed. <laughs> he doesn't have to do much <laughs> in that one, apart from be. It's caressed. Yeah, I, I had to sort of jump him on this quite narrow table and... Had I, to, like someone else told you to do it. <laughs> I wrote it, I wrote it and then I cast him. Um, so... <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just, just even in the score, yeah. fellas. Um, so, but yeah, I used to have to jump on, on, on this kind of very narrow table and I had to hike myself up and would sort of hop up on my shin and I didn't quite realise during the day and then I looked in the evening rolled a huge bruise just mm. from jumping up on this table over and over. But nice. um, yeah, I was going to get him to sign it, but it's too late. <laughs> what, what a nice lad though. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, he's good. all right. <laughs> he's all right, yeah. But he's, no, he's better than Ed Gamble. That's true. At least hey, well, Ed, hey, if he had Ed Gamble in, that would have been... Come on, let's not get involved in this. Come on, come on now, come on. Um, and well, I should also say I love um, the MASH report, which I, I presume is come to an end. RIP. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, maybe they'll get someone else in, but it was very much Nish's show. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, no, it was, it was such an awesome thing to be a part of. Yeah. So fun, so unbelievably... It's sometimes so relaxed that you're like, guys, we do need to do some stuff. We can't just all be in the same room and just have coffee. <laughs> um, but no, it was super fun. And yeah, yeah, it's a shame, it, a shame yeah. it's gone. Yeah. And I haven't seen The Windsors. And the reason I haven't seen it is because I was trying to write a sitcom that was about... Well, it was about, it was about the Russian royal family, but it was all based on... The Romanovs? Yeah, but it was all based on our, our royal family. So it was about Rasputin, really. But, um, oh. So I didn't watch it because, but it's. But I've heard great things about it, and you work with Harry Enfield, right? In that, um, it's, was. Do you, were you a fan of Harry's? Do you, were you aware of Harry? Was that bit before your time? I definitely was aware of. Yeah. Harry, like he he was big when I was growing up. Yeah. Mm. Um, him and Kathy uh, Burke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, I knew I was aware. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that is that sort of intimidating to be when you're working with a, a comedian of that sort of stature as? Yeah, so you are, you are you Eugenie in it? Yes. Yeah. 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 And actually, the and also Beatrice is Ellie. From, Ellie White. Yeah. Who's doing a sketch show as well? Yeah. So is yeah. there some connection to being in the Windsors and, and playing a sketch Prince show. Andrew's daughters? Do, do you feel a bit dirty now? You know you <laughs> now you know about Prince Andrew. I thought he was such a good guy. Can't <laughs> I, just can't, I still can't believe it. No, I mean, I don't, uh, there's not going to be any more. Right. And I think the allegations about him came out after that because I, it's, you couldn't really, you know, no. it's almost like the show was better. Or I, found, I think the writers found it easier when the royals were less in the news and when they actually had really dramatic stories of their own, it actually was harder to satirise, I think, yeah. for them. It's not yeah. funny when he's actually a nun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I feel bad. We I feel like we should be doing. I feel like we should have researched you a bit and be yeah. like, "Fist of Fun." Tell us about that. <laughs> I can tell you about it. Yeah. You were too. You didn't watch Fist of Fun, right? You were too young to watch. Fist yeah. Of Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm very. I'm very old. You're very young. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's all. You can get it on DVD. It's good. Come, really? I'll, come, I'll send you the DVD. I don't think I have a DVD player. <laughs> That's the problem. We've got, I've got quite a lot of those DVDs <laughs> <laughs> in my garage. 
And uh, that, that was the problem with lockdown, really fucked up the last vestige. The last people who had DVD players died during... <laughs> <laughs> I'm old age, but they weren't, like, didn't get more COVID, because they had... They just, that was finally, it was, a, I'd go on tour and I'd sell DVDs after the show. Yeah. And it went, you know, in the, in the like, two noughties, mm. you could sell 20, 30 DVDs after a show. Yeah. And then it went down, went down. And then it was about three a tour. Yeah. <laughs> and now if I go on tour, I won't be able to... How many boxes are we talking? I've got a lot. Well, I've got a lot of DVDs of all different shows, so... Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. I might give them away. They can, you can use them, hang them up, just scare birds away and stuff. Can't yeah. You? So, Co- coasters? Yeah. Coasters. There's all sorts of... Sort of rectangular frisbee? Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, but... about the case, not yeah. the DVDs, obviously. Circular. Yeah. No, you should watch Fist of Fun, because I think, you'd, you know, it would help you with the, your sketch writing. <laughs> we are looking for a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe don't look at Fist of Fun. Um, <laughs> well, let me just check if there was anything else I really wanted to ask you about. I've got, I think I've done everything... Oh, I, I tell you what, I really enjoyed uh, the East Coast listening post I was listening to oh, today. Thank you. Which when when did you make that? So that was sort of a, a parody of uh, this American this American life. life yeah. Um, oh my God, when did we do it? 2015? 16? 2016. So that predated the kind of the the success the, the Edinburgh show, the twenty eighteen Edinburgh show. Yeah, very interesting. It's good because it's it really captures the the sound of those things well, it just does sound like a, a, a real one yeah I think you know it's a slight parody of This American Life and the, yeah. those types of podcasts but it's also like all parodies a bit of a love letter to the, yeah. to it as well yeah because we yeah we were just obsessed with This American Life and we did ask Ira Glass if he <laughs> wanted to like do a fake advert no, no on the response. show <laughs> D- haven't heard back from him yet <laughs> still waiting for the con yeah Apparently, Ira Glass. Do you, do you guys know who Ira Glass is? Yeah. No. Okay. I want to hear it. No, just didn't he get his flat? Was um, like he got investigated because his flat was so dirty <gasps> that, that, that his neighbours complained. Um, and like the, weird, I was going to say the council, guy. but that's not what it's called in America. But you know what I mean? That someone the, had to get FBI. involved and like come round and check. Yeah, <laughs> the feds, the goddamn feds. Oh my god. Um, yeah, because he lived like so. Um, oh my god. In such sort of squalor, basically. God. And he's there going like, hey, I'm very hey, glad. I'm great. <laughs> you know, like he's sat there with a pristine copy of the New Yorker and he's got his rat infested. Uh... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, would never good. have said that's that. If I had to name a dirty man, it would be <laughs> Anyway, wow. I'm going yeah. to look that up when I'm on the tube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll find out about that. Yeah. Well, is, um, what's, do you know if you've got more of the sketch show? We don't know. We don't. We, know. Don't, we, we haven't asked, to be fair. No. We haven't got asked. Ask. Not ready. Not ready for an answer. But we, yeah, we don't know yet. I'm almost scared in case they're like, and we want to shoot it this summer because <laughs> we just. Yeah, it's bittersweet. If you've got more, you're like, I have to write more. Because the thing about sketch shows, they eat ideas, sketch yeah. shows. You, you know, you've got one minute of material and then the idea's dead. Whereas if you're at a sitcom, you can drag that idea out across maybe even a series <laughs> or like a whole narrative arc. And sketch shows, you know, that's why... I think that's part of why they've died in this country is you, ideally you need a writer's room or you need yeah. more people. You know, that's why sketch is so successful in America, I think, because they have whole teams of writers generating ideas it's, mm. it's hard to get enough together isn't it i would say we're just yeah. we're just two but is there anything from the show that you would like to take out and make into a into a sitcom or into a bigger <sighs> hot nuns an obvious choice hot nuns would be good um, yeah. i mean i'd like to see more of the hot nuns just being hot around yeah. town <laughs> yeah oh my god i'm still hot <laughs> wow oh wow um i mean i do love Stephen p they do have the two northern men yeah. um You'd like to do, was it, what's it, that Bob, Vic and Bob thing? Is it Catherine? Oh, yeah, Vic and Bob did a show called Catherine. Yeah. Which I loved, and it was sort of filmed all like around where I'm from. And I, I would love to make something up there. I would love yeah. to sort of, because in, in our first Edinburgh show, we, Steve, and was Pete in the, you, was Pete in it? No, anyway, because I played the girlfriend. Oh, you played the, we had like a whole sort of love story with like this slight loser guy, Steve, and I don't know, so I'd, I'd quite like to do. Something with them, but yeah, we're writing other narrative things that are sitcoms. So I think brains are slightly, oh, they're quite (laughs) separate in my mind. Sketch and then narrative sitcom, but some sort of hybrid would be. So that sounded like a genuine plea of like Freya. We actually don't have time to do that. (laughs) We're not. We're not doing that, mate. Shit down. (laughs) 
Celeste, you're hurting Dream me. on your own time, bitch. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Well, it's really lovely to have I'm you sorry on. that was the end. No, it doesn't. It's, it's also very good. off brand for me. I can't say bitch with any confidence. You know, people are like, whatever, bitch. No, just, it's not really me. I take it back. It Do check out, if you haven't seen Lazy Susan, it's all on the iPlayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, also the uh, East Coast Listening Post Series 2 is still on... Uh, is it? Yeah, the, I think it's BBC on... Sounds. It's on yeah, BBC Sounds. Um, and uh, Wonka, you're going to be in Wonka as well? If they don't cut me, yeah. Yeah. That's the attitude you want, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe, isn't it? And amazing, there's loads of places to see you. No plans to do anything live at the moment, though? At, at the minute, no, no but okay. never say never. All right, fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for coming and doing the show. It's been absolutely fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Lazy Susan! Thank you. Listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guests, Freya Parker and Celeste Dring, aka Lazy Susan. Thank you very much to Scant Regard for providing this musical entertainment while I speak. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. I'm indebted to Chris Evans, not that one, and all of his team from Go Faster Stripe. I'm indebted to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. I'm indebted to the bank as well, the National Westminster Bank. Uh, for much money, also uh, a mortgage as well with someone else. I've, I'm indebted to a lot of people, but they don't mind. I would also like to thank these following people. Anthony, Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry, Lytton, tried to trip me up and I tripped up on Lytton. Guy Morgan, Mary Docker, Paul, Rushy, Rush, that's his nickname, Rushy. Colin Anderton, Gaz Morgan, Alan Yates, Slopes, James Davies, Jim Williams, Fee Craig, John Juster, Lisa Nesbitt, John Newman, Paul Duggan, James Hardjaninata. That's right, James Hardjaninata. Joe Bagadonuts, <laughs> Adam Campbell, Jamie Reed, aka Teddy Hannon, Sabine and David Stephen Brown, Hamish the Rock, Dave H, Lee Wolfenden, Sue and Steve, Paul Gardner, Duncan Raggett, Chris Keegan, Miriam Sharp Pearson, Keris Woodruff. Rufus Von Balcony, <laughs> Neil McLaughlin, I am him, or Neil McLaughlin, I am him, Stephen Cooper, Thomas Mannion, Julie Git, Julie Giles, that's all the people. This is a Sky Potato, Go Faster Stripe, and Fuzz production. Please head to richardherring.com slash gigs to see if we're doing any more Rehalsma gigs near to you, and then come and watch those gigs because that helps us very much. Thanks for participating in this podcast. Good morning.